Hello, Thomas. We are uh, we are on the cusp of another interview. Another one? Another one. We're, we're, we're just interviewing we're, away. We're we really are, moving on up in the world. We are Jeffersons. the Walter Cronkites of podcasting right now. We are just interviewing away. We sure and are. And this one is a little bit different from what we've been. We've uh, we've gone with the NASCAR theme for a little bit. We've gone with a little bit of uh, the guilty pleasure on the Bravo networks. Yes. But this time, and. We it's have a, a little bit of a neutral ground this time yeah. because it's usually Tom handles all the social media as yes. we well discussed in the show, so he gets who he likes. He's to. very witty on there. So this is a neutral ground. This is not someone part of NASCAR. This isn't nope. a part of someone part of Bravo. This is just yeah, th- that's true. This is the first one that is not right up my wheelhouse, if you will. Right, which is nothing wrong with that. No. It's just I'm very knowledgeable on. Yeah, right. so I guess we should get like right into this, shouldn't we? I think so. All I, right. The thing I love about this is yes. that the old man up in heaven is going to look down on this. He's going to be proud of me. And I think we are going to have a great time speaking with the lovely and beautiful. Hold on. Let me let me do the interview. You always do the intros first. So let, let, let the master show you how it's done. Ready? Okay. So our guest this week came into the spotlight by being selected as a Playmate for the month of April 2012 before receiving the honor of becoming the 2013 Playmate of the Year, the first Mexican-American to do so. From there, she has gone on to appear on television and shows such as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Lucifer and has appeared in the major motion picture The Gambler starring Mark Wahlberg. She is currently dipping her toes into the world of stand-up comedy. Please welcome Raquel Pomplin. Raquel, welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> How are you tonight? I am actually pretty awesome. How about you, you, you guys? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. As long as we have our beer in hand, we're uh, we're ready to roll. <laughs> that is so true. I totally agree. <laughs> are Are you having a, a cocktail right now? No, I'm actually. I I was about to have dinner and. Uh, and then I forgot that it was uh, 7 p.m. with you guys, so I'm like, oh, maybe I should wait. So it's, it's, it's there waiting for me. <laughs> what are you having for dinner? <laughs> I'm having pho, so there you go. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's very nice of you to hold off dinner because between me and uh, Joe here, we would not miss dinner for anything. So <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so. I was going to have an early dinner anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. I mean, why don't we get right into this? Um, you, as we said before, are a uh, Mexican American. You grew up in uh, Tijuana. Now, you were were you born there, or were you born in the U.S.? I was born in the U.S. I was born in San Diego, just across the border. Okay. <laughs> Many of us from there. <laughs> and then you you moved at, at a young age. Yeah. Well, basically, um, I was literally uh, raised in TJ. I was. I was only born in San Diego, like many of us, because my dad is a U.S. citizen, but she lived in TJ. Um, so I was born there, taken the next two days to my house in TJ, and were there until I was 12, and then moved back to San Diego, and that's where I learned English. <laughs> oh. oh, so English is not your first language then? No, Spanish is my first language. However, I grew up with English in my household. I just couldn't speak it. I could totally understand it, but I couldn't speak it until seventh grade when I was 
literally obligated to learn and seek it, which is which was my dad's way of like getting the American side of us, uh, I guess, in our culture uh, by putting us in school when we were at that age where it was perfect. So you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> okay. And you grew up in, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Chula Vista? Yes, Chula Vista, California. <laughs> and you, you went through your entire schooling there. You were in, um, you know, the younger schooling, high school, and then college at Southwestern, correct? Yes, it was uh, middle school, high school, and college. Uh, elementary was in, in TJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, with going the, I mean... Both me and Joe here went to community college. Um, <laughs> what did you did you stay on dorm or were you staying at home? I mean, did you really get the good college experience? No, I actually didn't. Which to me, it's okay because um, honestly, you start partying when you're when you live in San Diego, which is right next to TJ. You start partying when you're eighteen because you can drink in, in Mexico at eighteen. Right across the border. So, <laughs> I was, I was over it by the time I was in college. Well, actually, by the time I was, you know, 21 and all that. Um, and honestly, uh, the way I was sort of raised to party with the Mexican influence, um, it was too wild that I didn't miss the dorm scene, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's why my parents didn't send me away to college. They knew I'd be back in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but you know what? When I hear stories, I do think, oh, that, that must have been fun. But I had enough partying. I was fine. I, it's not like it was a big miss out. <laughs> and reading up on you, you were, as at a young age, you were classically trained as a in uh, ballet? Yes. Um, actually, uh, it wasn't that young. I started when I was uh, 14. Okay. And I trained for maybe about nine years. And I think I stopped around 23 24. I think it was more 24 than 23. But, uh, but you know, when you learn as an older person, you get all the technique faster because you, you really don't, like, you, I guess you're learning, you're better at learning. However, um, because I started late, I wasn't as flexible. And when you start young, they, they train and keep that flexibility all the way through your um, young adult years, adulthood years. So, but I mean, I I always perform my best, and I was I loved it. It was it was the best training I could ever ask for. Okay. When, yeah. Uh, have you always lived in in California? Yes, both Californias in this case. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. So you're all about warm weather, and you're not like us here in New York, where we're getting bombarded. Today oh, was a brutal day. It was like. All the east- all the East Coasters are like, you're cold? It's 65. I'm like, okay, don't you judge me. I grew up here. If I would have <laughs> been over there, then judge me. <laughs> I'm spoiled. <Right. laughs> yeah, we're pretty jealous right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, it's been pretty cold. And I do live in an area in, um, in LA, in the outskirts of LA, where it does get really cold. Uh, How cold? What, 65? Where I live than in New York. And and I only know because a girlfriend pointed it out because she was going to come visit. And she's like, dude, it's colder where you live than New York. What the heck? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm sorry. We have heating system. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we're kind of used to this over here. Like you wouldn't make it in New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the few times that I visited, it's been like from from the car service car to the place the place to service car. I don't want to walk. Blame <laughs> <laughs> you. I remember being in Florida during Christmas a few years ago, and these people were in, like, parkas and hoodies, and they were dying. I'm walking in shorts and, like, boat shoes so down in Florida. So, I'm like I said, I'm used to the uh, the cold weather like that. So Yeah, you guys can handle our cold weather here. <laughs> shorts. <laughs> For sure. So, you went to college. You were uh, studying biochemistry. That was my major. I did switch my major like two times before I ended up in that, which I loved and I still love. Like I, I have an intellectual side that I don't um, exploit as much, but that I love. And um, I was majoring in math first because honestly, my true love is to math. And my father, who is a bio, he's a doctor and a chemist, but I, but he focuses on uh, uh, biotechnological research. Um, He's like, you can't, you can't major in math. You, you won't be able to do anything with it. Find something else. Take a chemistry class. Take a, bi- a biology class. See what you like. Take a physics class. And even though I love math, I hated physics, which makes no sense because it's the direct application of math. And yeah, that, that's like Matt's like, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, um. But I did, I did enjoy chemistry and biology a lot. And my dad said, well, there's a big boom, especially here in San Diego with biotech. Why don't you do biochemistry? And I was like, okay. Um, but you know, life takes you to different places. And now I'm in the entertainment industry, which makes no sense. <laughs> so so you're, you love math, right? Oh, I love it. Okay. You, you can ask my husband. I had to tutor him for an exam that he has to take every two years for uh, the Navy to rank up. And, uh, and he's like, the passion you have regarding math makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I just love it. It's definitely a love-hate relationship with a lot of people. Do you I know, hate it. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you know anything about this Common Core nonsense? Because Tom and I are stumped by it. Do, do we what? Do I know what? The common, This Common Core stuff? Common. We don't know how to do Common Core. <laughs> yeah, it, in New York, I have I have young daughters, and they they go off of I guess the the curriculum of Common Core, and it's just it makes math how you probably learned it, we learned it, completely uh-huh. spinning it on its head. Oh, you don't, so you don't have that out there. Common Core. I don't know what Common. Wow. Is, like, you know all the math that you have to know. Is it's, there any houses for sale by you? Because <laughs> I may move there so my kids can get out of elementary school. It's <laughs> Raquel. It's this weird way of doing math now. I, I can't even explain it to you because it's just that. It's just so weird. It, yeah, it I'm does sure not make it up, any sense. I've never heard it before, and I don't have kids, so maybe when I have kids, maybe I'll learn about this common core. But I've never heard of that. Before. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> you may have to. Go, you said your father has a doctrine. You may have to go and have him explain it to you. Because you almost need that to understand how to do this. Uh, I'm interested now. I'm going to be Googling this now, guys. <laughs> I love mathematical challenges. Trust me. I help my nephew sometimes study, and and he's, he's way smarter than me. Like, if I love math, he, he, love, he doesn't love math, but he understands it so well. 
that he can disregard it basically. Uh, and he's like, I, I told him, well, this is how this is this is like the quickest way to do factorization. And he's like, well, I have a new way. And he taught me, and I'm like, whoa, that's very efficient. That's pretty awesome. But I'm so my brain is so used to the old way that I still did it my way, right? Uh, but. But it's interesting that they keep finding better ways to do these exercises. So I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this stuff. <laughs> um, did you find that when you were younger? Did you like math as much when you were younger as compared to now? Because I find like I hated math in school, but I actually kind of enjoy doing it now. It's almost like a puzzle to me. I think a lot of my love for math has to do a lot with the transition going from the Mexican school to here in the U.S. because the common subject was math and the only thing I could understand the first year that I was here in, in the U.S. was math and I think that's where my love for math developed because it was the only thing I could do. It was the only, yeah. <laughs> it was the only subject where I could excel because I, I mean, we don't need to know the other language to understand math. Yeah, there's no barrier. I, I Maybe that's it. Maybe it's in my genes. Who knows? But hmm. I love it and I, I love fixing Fixing people, so I maybe that's what what that's the relation. <laughs> I don't know. about fixing and solving. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm not wearing sandals, I can't count over twenty, so I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My husband does the same. He still counts with his fingers. I'm like, wait, what? It's simple. <laughs> Speaking of your husband, you said that he's in the uh, Navy. Yeah, he's in the Navy Reserve. Yeah. Well. We would like to thank him for his service. Yes, thank him. Thank you, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's it's great. He loved it, so 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 he appreciates that. <laughs> all right, we're proud to have him as uh, defending us. So, like I said, with all our hearts, we we want to make sure that he knows that we're supporting him. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Now, getting into you were going to college, you were doing ballet. What got you into modeling? So, the true, well, not that there is lies out there, but the, the actual story that I don't think I tell a lot in interviews, so you guys have this uh, exclusive. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> um, is that my brother, his first wife, was a top model in Tijuana, like in TJ. Uh, worked a lot. She gorgeous woman, beautiful woman. Um, she's the one that introduced me to this modeling word, world uh, when, when she was still an active model, because then she became a mom and kind of left it to the side. Uh, she, she said, you know what, you should take a modeling course just because it helps, you know, for posture and all this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I never thought of myself as, as like a model type person. Uh, so this was, this was when I was 12, I believe, or 13. It was also at the same time where I transitioned from, you know, being in, in Mexico to being in school in the U.S. and living in the U.S. And, um, and I would go down to TJ to a modeling course on Saturday. And uh, so then I, I graduated from that modeling course, which I think it was like maybe six months. It was really long. Oh. And I took pictures, and the pictures were incredible. Um, and then there was this contest in TJ uh, a modeling contest. It wasn't a beauty contest. It was modeling contest. Can you can you do the catwalk basically? Um, and the the judges were um, agents from uh, San Diego, and I won for my category, which was teen. 
and I think I was 16 at the time. I won my my first place on my category, and winning first place was getting signed with this agency. So I, I, I've been modeling. So I, I've modeled for, I think, from 16 to 18, and then I got over it and decided that I wanted to just focus in school, which is ironic. <laughs> and then uh, when it came down to paying for, you know, transferring to four-year college and paying for school, I was already married, um, and my parents couldn't afford to put me through the last two years that I have, that I still have left. I don't know if my credits are still valid, <laughs> um, but technically I still have left two more years. Um, so I was going to school, I was going to community college and working full-time, both full-time, and, uh, and my co-workers, uh, she's, cause she, we, we, she already knew me. She already knew that I modeled for many years and all this and all that. I would still collaborate with a lot of photographers and take pictures because I always loved it. Um, I never pushed it because I come from a family of like professionals, so they don't they don't they don't promote you know um, <coughs> uh, the artistic side or they don't have an artistic side per se. <laughs> so uh, I don't think for a long time they didn't understand the modeling world either. They just supported me because I. I loved it. Uh, so then, uh, and I was making good money too while I was with the agency in San Diego. Um, I was making good money uh, just doing like the weekly ads. So they're like, okay, so if they would just put it away for like school, or whatever trips I wanted, like they just put it away for me. And I'm like, thank you, Dad and Mom. <laughs> um, so basically, um, he, I told her, you know what, my situation is this, like I can't transfer, I already applied. And I think because I, I, I was never a 4.0 GPA girl. Like, I never liked to study. Uh, but I but it was pretty decent. I mean, 3.5 I don't think is that bad. <laughs> well, my first semester I had a 0.00. <laughs> so, <laughs> much better than mine. I, I was a witness to that. He never went to class. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> for a science department, which was my department, like I was transferring in the science department for SDSU, uh, with financial aid, they would put you at the end of the list, basically, and uh, and they didn't they didn't um, accept me. They didn't accept me, and I was like, but I but I like I have everything, and and, that, and like between you know the community, they say, well, in the science department, the only if you're applying with trying to get financial aid, uh, um, they're only going to get the four point four point or up. And I'm like, well, I don't like to study. Like, what the heck? <laughs> and um, so then I was like, you know what, I, I'll study eventually, maybe I'll go out of state, we'll figure it out. My husband's like, don't give up, like, you're good at this, like, you, you can't give up. And there was a co-worker that she suggested going back to modeling to pay, to put me through school. And she actually, in one conversation, said, you can do, because I'm not tall, I'm 5'6", and to be in the high fashion industry, you have to be at least 5'9". And I said, hey, girl, I stopped growing when I was 16. Like, nobody will take me anymore. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's like, no, but do something more like, you know, Sports Illustrated. Do, like, Hooters or Hooters will open the doors if you win the calendar or whatever. Or, and then at the end, she's like, what about Playboy? I'm like, girl, I'm married, one. And two, my, my parts are my parts. <laughs> and my husband only. <laughs> and, uh, which should have been one, right? But right. at the time, you, you think about your, your spouse, right? Um, and uh, and I, I got home. I thought it was funny. I didn't think, I didn't get offended. I didn't think any of it. I just thought it was funny. 
And I got home and I told my husband just the conversation because I thought it was funny. And my husband's like, that's your ticket. Like, that's your ticket to finish school. Because he knew how much I love, you know, my major and how much I was passionate about it. He's probably one of the few people, aside from my parents, that has seen my intellectual side in action. Like, he would come home from work and, like, see, like, these four-page math problems that did not even have numbers anymore. They were all letters. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband's like, what the heck is this? I'm like, it's math. And he's like, that's not math. That's not math. And I'm like, but it's great. Here, let me tell you. He's like, no, I'm not, I don't care. Um, but uh, but it was great. So um, he, he, he said, like, you can just go post your Playboy, get the money, and go back to school. You don't even have to stay in the industry. You don't even have to work for them. That's it. And I was like, nah. So I did think about it for, like, two, three months, maybe more. I don't know. Um I submitted my pictures online because I, I think by the time that I made up my mind, that I was like, okay, I'm going to try this, whatever. I'm not even going to get accepted. Like, I'm not even going to make auditions <laughs> because I don't have anything fake on me. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I missed the audition in LA, which was the closest to me. So I submitted my pictures online. I'm like, hey, I don't think they see these, but if they see me and they call me, the universe is saying something, right? So mm-hmm. I did that. And sure enough, like, two, three weeks after, they called me and they said, we want you to test, which is kind of like their audition, per se. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. And I told my husband, this is real, this is happening. He's like, don't worry, like, I got you. Like, if you ever feel insecure, like, I'm here for you. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Didn't tell my parents. <laughs> Only my husband and I knew. <laughs> and then uh, went and tested, and, like, that let's say I tested on a Tuesday that Friday they're like okay you're approved we want you to post your plate and I'm like wait what happened that quick this this was a joke (laughs) and uh and yeah sure enough I think that was around July 2011 I was uh I had my center full shot and my cover um by December 2011 and then I was published in April 2012 for Miss April which was March, because I think the issues are, like, a month before. They come out a month before. So it was published, like, around mid-March. So did you know ahead of time which month you were going to be in? No, they tell you... I did know by December. Okay. But in July, I didn't know. I just knew I was approved, and I was just, like, uh, like one one more appointment that was approved, and then they... they, 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 they I think they do... Back then, it was like they tried to keep the like Blombernet, Blombernet, Blombernet. Now I don't think it matters. Uh, but back then, it was like that. So they would always have like one of the like alternating in the month. <laughs> now, I mean, I I've never ever looked once at a Playboy magazine in my entire life. Do <laughs> 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 you even believe yourself? <laughs> now. I'm assuming, because I've never seen it, that <laughs> they kind of set you up, like, for the holidays. If it's, you know, winter time, you're going to be more in a, like, a winter motif, if you will. Summer would be that. Yeah. So they kind of tell you, like, listen, you're going to be, say, spring being April. They're going to have you with, like, flowers and, and light colors. Things. Like, so you kind of know where you're going with that then. Yeah, not in my case. Um, for me, they kind of wanted to revert back to bringing back the spirit of the Playboy Club. I actually shot with a 
one of the original Playboy keys from the 60s. No, 70s, because it was a, it was a Holly, it was a Beverly Hills, um, it was a Beverly Hills Playboy Club, so that was more in the 70s, 80s. Um, so the whole theme of my centerfold was, um, like, I'm the, I'm the Playboy Club uh, key holder's girlfriend, or girl, just girl. <laughs> um, and that was the whole thing around me, um, precisely because they didn't know which month they wanted to publish me. Uh, there's some other girls that they already know, like, oh, we want to publish her this month. Like, they already know, uh, or they have to know because of the holiday uh, or mm-hmm. summer. But for me, it w- it could have I could have been any month, basically. Oh, okay. Shot. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of funny you say that because where we actually are, they it's probably I would I would say the most obscure of the Playboy clubs that were out during that time. Um, yeah. It's Playboy. <laughs> it was Playboy at Great Gorge, which is in Vernon, New Jersey, which is right over the border from us. Um, oh, okay. And actually, my father was a member of that. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give my dad right now. He's looking down from heaven. He's sitting there. He's got a big smile on his face because of this episode. <laughs> um, he's like. My son did me right on this one, so this one's for Whitey. This is in memory of him. But yeah, he w- he was actually a member of that uh, that Playboy club, and I still have his card. He's finally proud of you. Yeah, he's finally yeah he's finally proud of me. Thirty eight years finally. But yeah, I do. I still have his original uh, membership card. Nice, nice. So nice, nice, nice. It, keep it. It'll be worth a lot of money in maybe ten years. Trust yeah. Me. Oh yeah. Well. They'll be able to know it's me too because I'm going gray. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's my story. And then eventually, once I was playmate, uh, I had no idea about Playmate of the Year. To be honest, I I was always aware of the brand because there was Playboys laying around my whole house growing up. Uh, my my parents were very open minded. I'm pretty sure they were hippies in their time. Okay, <laughs> um, but nudity was not like an issue. Like we 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 wouldn't see nudity as like the devil which a lot of, I've heard that a lot because I'm a playmate <laughs> you're the devil you both knew you're the, you're the devil nudity is the devil okay okay that's the devil um but uh I didn't know the concept of playmate of the year I didn't know what that was I, I only knew playmate and that's it and when I when I was already published they're like oh you look so much like the playmate of the year of some year or like this playmate of the year I'm like what the heck is playmate of the year and they're like, oh, you're not over in this competition. I'm like, this is a competition. Wait, what? I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And the butlers at the mansion, they're like, I'm sure you're going to get Playmate of the Year. I'm like, what, the, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, every year out of the 12 Playmates, they pick one, which was their favorite, and they made, they crowned her Playmate of the Year. I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea. So I called my brother because he's the expert on Playboy. <laughs> hey, bro, what is this whole Playmate of the Year thing? He's like, are you serious? You're a playmate and you don't know this? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I did it for the for, for school. I didn't do it for shame. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. And, uh, and he's like, well, and he explained to me, he's like, yeah, they pick one, that one playmate of the year, she gets like a car, she gets uh, an extra $100,000 and she gets the cover. I'm like, but I got the cover. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, and he's like yeah, but it's like a cover of, just yourself. You were in the cover because there was a man in the cover, so they have to put a girl. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, and that was it. Like, I didn't think any of it. I didn't think of getting it. Uh, there was so many beautiful women my year. 
so amazingly, like amazing personalities. I I thought to myself, like someone else got it right, and uh, and by because we find out like by January the the next year, uh, January passed. Uh, it was February, like mid February, and I get the call and, I, and they're like, "You got Playmate of the Year." I'm like, "Wait, you haven't picked a Playmate of the Year? What the <laughs> heck?" And they're like, "No, because we we already knew it was you." And I'm like. What do you mean you already? Yeah, it was unanimous. Everybody loved you. So uh, you're Plymouth of the Year. We're shooting next month, and congratulations. It, it, wow. was, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay. So uh, so that made me Plymouth of the Year 2013, and uh, the, the best thing ever. It, it, it's been one of the best experience that, experiences that I've ever had, and life is not even over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty neat. <laughs> When uh now when you win Playmate of the Year does does Playboy give you anything like any bonus yes. or gifts? So it's it's a hundred thousand dollars and okay. then back in the day they they would give each Playmate of the Year a car and uh <laughs> and a motorcycle. By by the time I became Playmate of the Year, it was a one year lease of the car and no motorcycle, <laughs> which I was like, hey, at least I got a lease, and it was a. A Jaguar F Type is oh, amazing wow. car, amazing car, and but, it was the year that Jaguar brought it back. Yeah, it's a nice um, car. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I, I didn't get a lot of hit turns with that car, and I and I enjoyed it a lot for a year, and it was great. It Only was for great. a year, though, you get to keep it. <laughs> Did you keep the lease going after that? No, that's an eighty. What is it, $89,000 car? It's, it's pretty no freaking expensive. Not even the car, insurance on that car. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cal- everything in Cali is expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, uh, you're from California. You, you said it before that you... How many times have you been at the mansion? At the mansion? Uh, many times. Uh, the... the, the the mansion was a uh, was like the mecca, right, of of the movies. Now, there's the only thing that there is a huge misconception, uh, in the in the pop culture of playways that they think that all playways have to live at the mansion, and or sleep with Hess, which is so <laughs> not right. <laughs> um, all uh, uh, so none of us have to sleep with Hess. With anybody that does does it because they want to, and. Um, and none of us have to leave. Actually, no one is allowed to live at the mansion except for the girlfriends. Um, there was a bunny house which was across the street, and uh, and Heck would let uh, playmates that from were from out of state live there while they would settle in, basically uh, rent free, which was great. Um, but uh, but it was always oh, it was always in a healthy manner, not in a not in a what do you call it like taking advantage manner, never. Um, so to the mansion, um, I don't know, every, there was always, uh, Sunday, Sunday, or fun in the sun, Sunday. So I, every time I could go, I would go. And it was, uh, it was drinks, it was food, it was the pool, it was great. Um, my husband was excited for all the parties because he got to go to all the parties. Uh, uh, I, I've been at the mansion unlimited times. I was part of the Playmate Dancers, we would rehearse there every week. So um, it was it was home. It was home for 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 the Playboy family, and it and it always felt like home. It never felt anything like anything else. <clears throat> uh, not not to not to interrupt, but Raquel, do you have birds? 
I do. I hear them. Yeah. How many? Do you, how many do you have? No, but I'm not at home right now. I'm actually. Um, oh, I hear something. I'm actually in a mall. Oh. There's a door. There's a door that squeaks and it sounds like a bird. Oh. <laughs> what a lucky guess. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good that you did guess that yeah, there's birds. Okay. Sorry. No, that's no, that's cool. I was excited to talk about the birds. But, <laughs> but I do have a bird. Yeah. I have a son, a son Kanye. Oh, those are cute. He's a, he's a, his name is Fitzgerald, and I love him. Nice. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a million questions about the the man. I, I mean, we could probably do an entire episode here on the mansion. For sure, for sure. I mean, yes. I, I've got a million questions. Probably mainly half of them were for my father. Because he, we would talk about stuff like this, but you know what? It's everything. It's everything and nothing that the media tells you, which makes no sense. I know. Hmm. Um, it's everything that the media tells you, and it's nothing that the media tells you because um, it was partying, it was having fun, it was just living a free spirit life. But it's all. It was also. It was family. It was home, and it was. It was very intellectual too. Um, the first time I met him, I thought to myself, "What am I? What am I going to tell the man that?" have seen it all, lived it all, and basically knows it all. What am I going to tell him? It didn't matter because he was so welcoming and so warm and, like, so, so extremely respectful. Nobody, nobody knows how respectful Hef was unless they knew him. And such a gentleman, such an intellectual, um, super nice. He's like, well, welcome. And, like, I met him. He's like, I'm so glad to have you here. He had this... Chicago accent, like all Chicago accent. It, it was wonderful. It, it, I'm just grateful that I got to meet him before he passed. Yeah. Uh, he's like, this is your house, this is your home. You can, you know, feel feel like you're at home and 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 welcome to the family. And never, I never had long conversations with him. I, I didn't get to talk to him as much as I wanted to. But every time I would get to talk to him, it was it was great. It was. Um, he, he cared for everyone like like it was it was it was real care it wasn't fake and um and he was interested in you as a person as as, as, as a human being more than more than anything else more above the sexual and every he, i mean he 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 um what's the word he promoted uh, sexual freedom yes of course but he didn't lift it <laughs> yeah know? he lived it but not 247 you know there's mm-hmm. there's perv men live at 24/7 <laughs> he was in a pervert <laughs> I just have one question about the mansion itself and okay I've seen this you know from watching you know the specials on it and the girls next door things along those lines but huh? I have to ask did you ever get to play the original Playboy pinball machine in the game room I did many many that- times oh uh, <laughs> That, that that was like always one of my dreams to do that. Just yeah, it, well, it was auctioned off not that long ago. There was an auction for everything, like about uh, maybe a month ago. Around I think it was December 11th. So yeah, all of that is auctioned off. But it, it would break down just like an old machine that it was. <laughs> I mean, that's a classic game. Oh, yeah. If I could ever redo my house, that would be the that and maybe Miss Pac Man would be the two arcade games. That I would have to have in there. That you would have, yes. yeah. No, for sure, for sure. There were so many things. The grotto was, I was always scared of catching STD in that water. <laughs> 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 it was a 
thing as it was. <laughs> Chlorine kills. You're fine. venture now into stand-up comedy uh doing stand-up comedy yes what got you into that (laughs) what was the question i lost you oh no problem what got you into doing stand-up comedy well my good friend irina bornina was the one that suggested us like therapy to be nerves uh i am pursuing my career in acting now uh i've always modeled i haven't stopped modeling even even after playboy i still uh did a lot of commercial modeling i never stopped that um and then uh but, but with playboy a lot of acting opportunities came along and i love i fell in love with it i've always had an artistic performing side i just never explored it because i i come from a family of basically intellectuals so yeah, well. nobody had <laughs> nobody could inspire me to 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 um explore my artistic side so when I was exposed to it I was like I love this this is really what makes me happy and and they say if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life right right so yeah. that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> and I don't feel like it works well no that's a lie but <laughs> I always enjoy every single thing that I do um but um but I got into acting and I could I could perform perfectly but getting past the audition room was always so challenging and my girlfriend Irina Bornina which you guys know (laughs) uh, she um, she suggested she's been doing stand up for about three years now or two and a half years and she suggested do stand up because once you get there nothing will be uh, like nerve wracking you've already exposed everything on stage and I'm like I don't even think I'm that funny she's like you're funny you just don't know it and I'm like no I'm not funny so she suggested a class which is an all women comedy class uh, and, uh, and and I went ahead I signed up blindly I didn't know what to expect and, uh, and I went for it I had the best time of my life in that class going to an open mic for the first time was the most horrific thing in the whole wide world <laughs> nerve-wracking and but once I did it that was it I'm like okay that's it I got nothing to lose my life. <laughs> and uh, got better at my auditions like I, I was going to I was going to call I was getting callbacks I was getting available and I was booking and uh, that's the whole reason why I did stand-up and Irina is the one that has been my mentor in encouraging me to keep it up she's like keep it up you've got nothing to lose just do it and, you, and I told her, you know what, I love it. I love being on stage. I love making people laugh. I like embarrassing myself in public. Why not? And I've always loved comedy. And in all truth, that's all I want to do. I want to do comedy. And um, and what better way to, to put myself out there as a comic than doing stand-up? And that's, that's, that's how I ended up there. <laughs> it, it's really a hard, uh, I guess, job 
to break into because making your friends laugh is one thing, but to make a room full of people you don't know laugh is just, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, and you know what? Comedy at the end of the day or, or, or audience, it all comes down to perspective and what may seem smart to you. I may not seem so smart, uh, funny, not smart, funny to you may not be funny to them. So it, it's a, it's, it's a risk you take every time you go out on stage to bomb. But yeah. I I have bombed already. I have bombed once, I think, or maybe twice, and um, <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the worst thing. And I said, if I can survive that, I can survive anything. Yeah. I can be on stage again. Uh, it felt like crap. I felt disappointed, but I I got up. I got up and I kept going and I and inspired me to write more or get out more. And 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 what again? What may seem funny to one person, it might not seem funny to the other one. I used the exact same bit that night that I bombed, and I used it the next night, uh, and I got laughs galore. So it just depends on the audience, too. So you just got to feel it and understand the next stage you're going through, what kind of audience you're going to have, and then you work from there, too, to see what jokes you're going to play up. <laughs> what, um, now, what do you usually talk about in your, in your, in your routine? Like, what, what kind of genre do you go toward, would you say? I want to say, uh, well, this, I don't necessarily know the trends, but I would say the self-deprecating one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be that or insult, one or the other for me. So <laughs> I don't, I don't go into politics. I don't go into pop culture because I really don't pay that much attention, although I should. Um, I am starting to pay more attention because uh, you kind of have to have that to fall on to, right, to, to make fun of or make jokes. Uh, but right now, I'm just focusing on making fun of myself, basically, and, and, and my married life. <laughs> so who's kind of been the biggest influence on where you would go with that, if you have one? So, again, I, I go back to my uh, girlfriend, Irina Vornina, who's also a playmate, for those who don't know. Uh, she was Miss January 2001. And uh, and she's been my biggest influence because before I went into comedy, stand up comedy, I have no idea about any comics. Now that I'm in it, uh, of course I'm catching up. I'm doing a lot of catch up with all the famous comics uh, in, in in the in the history and the current ones, right? But if I would have to say who's been my biggest influence, it's been her. She, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing stand up and loving it. She's, she's the one that says like. Do you have a show for next week? Are you going to go to open mic? Like, she's always pushing me, so she's my biggest influence. But in terms of who inspires me, even before I knew that I wanted to do comedy, that I wanted to do, uh, that I wanted to dedicate myself to the to the arts, the performing arts, uh, I always knew that I wanted to be like Robin Williams. I always wanted to make people laugh, so he could be one, too. Good influence. Yeah, yeah you can't beat that one. <laughs> You can't beat that one. And I love Jim Carrey, too, as a comic. Because I don't want to be a stand-up comedian. I want to be a comic. I want right. to do movies and sitcoms and be just overall comic, not just one genre, which is stand-up comedy. Um, and uh, and many of them are great at it, but I think that Robbie Williams was exceptional. His imagination overpassed many borders and many planes in this universe you know mm -hmm. he's, he's just great i love him <laughs> i mean that was an out of control man who just knew how to he he went the razor's edge on things but yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> you uh 
you talk about Irina, we're actually uh, hopefully um, scheduled to interview her as well. We don't like to usually give out spoilers on who we may be. Uh, uh, dang it, you should have told me this. I'm giving out here. Yeah, we, we usually don't like to let anyone know what we're doing, but hopefully we, we, uh, we have her tentatively set up for a, in a few weeks. But um, you, we follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all that, and we actually see that you do a lot of stuff with her. But before we get into that, we would like to talk about the uh, Chocolate Milk series. Oh, yes, my baby. And, well, it was our baby, uh, but originally I came up with the idea, presented to my co-star Mallory Mackey and our husband uh, Damien, and, uh, and, and they loved it, and they helped me develop it, but... But my relationship, it's basically my relationship with Mallory, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and we, we, unfortunately some things didn't work out and we couldn't work on, 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 you know, creating more content. Unfortunately, life happens. Um, but it, it, I'm so proud of Chocolate Milk Series and I loved it. And, and it all started only because I wanted to showcase my, uh, my, um, my comedic type. Again, it goes back to that, uh. So that is that is the the beginning of, of me exploring that side of me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom and I have been binge watching the last couple yeah. of days. They're pretty funny, actually. Do you guys love it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm assuming now from what you're saying is that we will not see, if you will, a second uh, season. Unfortunately, trust me, I heard too. I was been I was been watching it again like like a month ago, and I'm like, oh, how I wish. I wish things happened differently so we can build more of this because it was so amazing. It was so amazing. I loved it. <laughs> well, we do see, like I said, if you aren't uh, following her, I don't know. Do you know her exact um, Instagram? Uh, I guess For name. Irina? Yeah. Yes, it's Irina Borning, and this I R I N A V O R O. N-I-N-A. Okay. And, like I said, we're giving her a little a pre-shout-out. We'll give her a pre-shout-out on that, but because, like I said, we, you are in a lot of her videos, and they are very, very funny. Yeah. So. Yes, but you know what? She's a genius on that. I'm going to give all the credit to her, because she, she's the one that... I tell her, okay, I have this idea, but I don't think it's funny. She takes it, turns it around, makes it funny, and she's great at punchlines. Punch she's she is a true comic. She's mastered her her um, talent, and uh, and and she can come up with a joke and like with she can come up with like five jokes in like five minutes. Like she's amazing. She's hilarious. <laughs> she has a great sense of humor. Well, we're looking forward to hopefully that interview. But as you have the good side, there's the bad side of I guess being in this you know, arena of comedy, do you ever get any backlash from any other comedians kind of saying, you know, maybe you're using, you know, your beauty, being a, your... Woman, being a woman, being pretty? Yeah. Not yet, but I wouldn't be surprised when it happens, because yeah, that happens just in life in general as, as a planet, so uh, I'm ready for it, doesn't matter, doesn't affect me, it'll just flip off like everything in life. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude I like. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Playboy, the history of what they stand for, 
really what Playboy stands for. Um, but when you when you go outside of that circle and you get judged left and right, 24-7, they say you're the devil, they say that you break marriages, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I didn't know I had that power. Um, I wish I knew I could make so much money. But, <laughs> but, uh, but basically, um, you grow such a thick skin that I don't think that anything that I could face in stand-up could do anything to me. I already faced that. I already went through that. And I thank God, universe, whatever you believe in, uh, to have such a strong man to be catching me each, each time I fell uh, by my side. Uh, because if it wasn't for my husband, I don't think I would have sanity right now. And he's, he's my rock. So at this point, whatever stand up can create in my psyche, it's nothing. <laughs> I already lived it through Playboy. <laughs> All right. We always like to, whenever we interview someone, we like to give, and it, it kind of hasn't worked out as we like to throw it out there, but we like to give, as we call it, rapid-fire questions. Um, usually they end up on a tangent somewhere, but um, <clears throat> maybe we could get through this one. I have a good feeling about it, but, um, you know, like I said, we'll just ask you some questions. There'll be, you know, quick answers on them, and we'll go from there. So, who's the most famous person that you've met being in California, being in the, the limelight, if you will, who's your, who's the most famous person? Uh, Hugh <laughs> <laughs> Technically he goes through generations. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. You kind of, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a mic dropper there. <laughs> I know he has there go. Um, uh, I met actually uh, four Oscar winners, which was Michael Douglas, uh, Morgan Friedman, uh, Kevin Klein, and uh, Robert Daniel. There you go. And yeah. they're all one in one scene. I was I was in the movie with them uh, for one scene uh, for Las Vegas. Hmm. So it was pretty awesome. I got we because we sat with them for directions from the director and uh, and it was pretty awesome to hang, to be to be sitting with these legends. And uh, and talking to them, <laughs> nice. pretty awesome. I do like that movie. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, I'm gonna put myself on blast. Maybe, but I love watching the Kardashians. <laughs> 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 That's my guilty pleasure. So... I, know. I just connect my brain. I don't have to think when I watch them. <laughs> It's like a mindless show, right? It is a mindless show. And whether you like it or not, you will be disconnected mentally. (laughs) Don't worry. I I watch, like, pretty much 80% of the Bravo shows, so that that, that would be mine. So I get the Kardashians just on a different level of that. Um, It is. It is, totally. Now, California is known for their cuisine, you know, a little bit exotic, things like that. What is your favorite restaurant out in, or we could just say anywhere. What's your favorite restaurant? It's actually not in California. It's in Dallas, Texas, and it's called Torta, Taco Torta. Oh, my God. The best infusion of, like, Mex-Tex with, like, gourmet restaurant that I've ever been. The only restaurant that they 
so clear in my head of how amazing it was that I keep praising it even though I'm so far from it. <laughs> Uh, and it's in Dallas, Texas. And we Googled if there was more locations, and I think they only have, like, three more locations across the country, like in Chicago. But it's more on the, like, center east side of the U.S. There's nothing on the east, <laughs> on the west coast. Best restaurant ever. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite city to then the party in? Oh, that's it's actually TJ. It's my favorite. <laughs> Best cocktails, best music, best vibes, and people actually party. They don't just... LA kind of sucks to party. Um, TJ's like New York. You go to have fun. You don't go to see who is wearing what or who's better or more nobody. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite sport, sport team, athlete? Favorite... I... Uh... I don't think I have one, but I love and I enjoy watching the Super Bowl, and it's the one time I watch football. <laughs> <laughs> so we good thing we didn't have you as our as doing our uh, picks throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like it's like really I waited all year for this and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do have a favorite sport. I love UFC. I do love UFC. I I'm trained in uh, Polynesian karate, and I understand it, and that's why I love it. I love UFC. Wow. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kick some ass, though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't kick ass anymore, but I used to. <laughs> what is uh, your favorite, being a comedian, what is your favorite joke to go to? Like, is there is there like a zinger you just love throwing out at every, you know, open mic, you know, show, whatever you're oh. doing? Is there one that you got to throw out there? I'm going to share it with you because it's so burned already that I probably shouldn't use it anymore. Uh, and it's, uh, I was, uh, Playboy's Playman of the Year 2013, and, uh, so, and I was the first Mexican Playman of the Year, so it was a big deal, and yes, I'm very Googleable, you're welcome. (laughs) 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 That is my favorite joke, because everybody's like, oh yeah, and then I throw them off with, uh, yeah, you're welcome, I know you want to Google me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Going with that, since you, you you segued perfectly into this next question, to you, which is scarier, doing stand-up public speaking or posing for Playboy? What's my what, I'm sorry? What is, more, what is scarier for you, doing stand-up you know, public speaking in front of people or doing a Playboy photo shoot? Playboy photo shoot, they're so professional and so private. I mean, you don't really fear anything until you're published, basically. And and you're only fearing the judgment of everyone else, nothing else. Uh, in my case, for Climate of the Year, I did had a post that I wasn't happy and I was fearing that they would use that picture. And guess what, guys? They used that picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be mortified. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it was well edited, so it's nudity that I could be standing in the middle of a plan to how to 
execute the next picture naked with the whole staff or the the well yeah not staff but uh the team and nobody would be staring at me because they were so used to it that it wasn't it wouldn't throw them off or fade them off nothing like it was it was normal it was just oh yeah you're naked whatever (laughs) (laughs) so that was safer that felt safe that felt very safe uh being on stage or public speaking that's why stand up comedy because you can get hecklers and uh the yeah yeah I can make very quick, but not that quick. <laughs> I would just like to throw this out because I, I do hear a lot from stand-up comedians and this and that. So if anyone's listening, and I'm hopefully you'll agree with me on this, keep your cell phones in your pocket. Is that is that a big faux pas of a comedian? Meaning, there's reasons why. We don't want people to expose their material, especially if it's not mastered. Yeah, that uh, that's what we hear a lot. Yeah, um, that's why there's, that's why the comedians are doing, let's say, Netflix specials. They yeah. have all the experience because they can throw that off, put it out there, and they don't have to worry about using it again. Now, a comedian like myself, who is new and I barely have jokes, if you record it and you put it out there, that's it. I can't use that joke anymore. That's, that's my view on cell phones. There's other views too. There's like I don't want, I don't want because once you put it on, online, that's it. It's there forever. Somebody will have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some comedians probably don't want to be seen bombing. Um, there's many reasons why, but yeah, usually you don't, you just don't record it. You take pictures, but you don't record yeah. for material because it, it, some material is still in the works. Some material isn't. Um, but um, but. Um, but mainly it's because once it's out there and let's say somebody saw you online and you go to that person's city to do a show and you say the exact same joke, it's not going to be as funny anymore because it's not going to be the, it's not going to be the first time they heard it. So they kind of ruin that for them. They ruin that joke. <laughs> that was just, that was more of like a, uh, a disclaimer to everyone. Cause I've had, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying, Oh, I went to, you know, a comedy show and, you know, I got yelled at for having my phone out. So for everyone listening, keep your damn phones in your damn pocket. That's right. You know, it's stand-up comedy etiquette. And uh, and if you don't know, ask around. People will tell you. <laughs> you don't record. You don't record. And, and also for people to not to steal your stuff, too, which happens even in person. But, but, uh, but no, you don't have to record. You just have to sit down, relax, and enjoy. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Okay, now, I'm do laugh, laugh at me or laugh with me. It doesn't matter. Just laugh. I want to laugh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it both work the same way. It's 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 the opposite of silence. <laughs> That's true. Because I I don't know what I would do if I was standing on stage yeah. and it was just dead silent. But it's horrible, guys. Yeah, you just keep going and uh, you want to crawl to like the floor cracks. <laughs> You definitely have bigger balls than me doing something like that, so I, I tip my hat to you on that. I, uh, well, I, I, I don't feel that way, but uh, thank you. <laughs> now, this will, I guess, will be our last question. And uh-huh. again, I got to swing back to the mansion and things like that. What is the best Playboy party annually or the one that you were at? Midsummer's night. It's the Everyone best party says that annually. Yeah, that's the one I always hear about. Yeah. So 
Midsummer's, my husband enjoyed those parties so much. And, uh, <laughs> half of the time I had to work them. So I was like, well, just wander around. Good luck. Bye. I, I... Um, the last two that there were uh, before, uh, before it has passed, that were the best last two. And, uh, and we got to be there. And it was flipping amazing. They were the best parties, best food, best looking people, best, best vibes. Everybody was just there to have fun and and enjoy the the midsummer's night. Um, best music, best show. There was always a show. Uh, one midsummer's we had Pitbull perform and it was great. And he came with his dancers. It was amazing, amazing. Uh, it was just the best midsummer's. I gotta say, a hundred percent. Just have one quick question. You said you had to work. Like, what do you do? Like, what is what do you mean by working there? Like taking um, pictures and stuff and sometimes. Um, we would have photo booths and we would be there just as funny and, and, and midsummers we would never be dressed up as funny it was basically whatever uh, 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 what's it called brand we were working with let's say one 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 midsummer that I had to work uh, Playboy had just launched their new lingerie uh, brand so we were basically like wearing all it was seven playmates seven of us playmates and we were all wearing the lingerie and basically promoting it and you have to be available to take pictures we were wearing um people knew we were playmates uh so taking pictures basically just mingling is really not working but you couldn't just go off and do whatever you want so it was working you know what i mean yeah i get you um but but in this case it was just promoting uh the new lingerie line of playboy uh, one other time, I think it was, I just worked a photo booth for like four hours. <laughs> and, That's a uh, long freaking time. <laughs> with, with the bunnies and the planes. So, um, and I think it was, that's it. Uh, I think, Troy didn't work and Troy did work. And I think the very first, oh, and the very first midsummer that I went, I wasn't even published as Playmate. Um, and I didn't know anyone. And I still went, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> um, it had like a, a Latin, like Azkaban sort of thing theme, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. But I was there for like maybe an hour. Uh, my husband still wasn't approved, uh, and I was like, I'm bored. Even though it was yes, the Playboy Mansion Midsummer Night Party, I was very bored because I didn't know anyone. <laughs> and I texted my husband. He's like, Well, um, I'm just waiting for you to call me, basically, because you we were staying in the hotel locally. Uh, and I said, yeah, just come pick me up because I don't know anyone, and I'm just, like, wandering around, and it's not really fun when you don't know anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was there for, like, an hour. But I don't count that one because was, I was there for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I got, I oh, I got so many questions. That, 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 that's what it meant to work. Uh, you had to, like... And then let's say they had, like... Uh, brands that they wanted to work with that they were guests of the party they would say like okay now you're gonna you know uh, take pictures at this cabana and just spend a little time with them like talk to them about the brand blah 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 blah, and then move to the next one basically hmm. that was that's what it meant to work the party but you weren't really working you were still having fun and right. uh, and uh, and really it was each individual playmate's choice whether they wanted to be intellectual and get into like a deep conversation with the person they were talking to or just play Fun and fun <laughs> and fun <laughs> <laughs> drink. It was up to the playmate. Uh, so I was always the one that would go into the 
intellectual, but that's because that's my tendency yeah. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but that was it. Uh, and then and then and then after it was always four hours. After four hours, you were free to do whatever you wanted, and. Uh, and that's what I would get to hang out with my husband. But by that time, my husband was like wasted, and I was like, "Well, now I gotta catch up." <laughs> in the working hours. Good for him. <laughs> and I was like, "Now well, I gotta catch up, honey." And he's like, "Well, shoot it up, shot before we go." <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I assume all the drinks there are free, and he uh, half at the time would have been. Yeah, all the drinks. It was open bar. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. And he had everything there. Did did he have every like it was it a was it a spread of a bar was it a magnificent um, alcohol presentation if you will? Yes, always. Oh. We always had like the best bartenders. Always, uh, best best mixologist. Mix- um, but he loves beer. He will always stick to his beer. <laughs> it's a good man there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he had all these options. Well, we've had an excellent time. Is there uh, any social media, any um, upcoming comedy shows you would like to promote for yourself? The floor is yours at this point. Uh, yeah, just you know, just follow me across across the board. I'm at R Pomplin, and that's R P O M as in Mary, P L U N as in Nancy. Um, and then just keep up with me, like just like the Kardashians, but with me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know when my next show is going to be. I do have a show in L.A. Uh, this Saturday. Uh, uh, but after that, I don't know where my next show is. Or if, you know, Irina and I, we have plans, which I'm not going to spoil alerts. But, uh, but, uh, but always stay tuned because always, some, it's always, something is always happening. So that's the best way to keep up just through social media. Excellent. All right. Well. <laughs> All right, well, Raquel, thank you so much for joining us. We had a good time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> All right. You answered a lot of questions, but I got a million more. So hopefully if you enjoyed this, maybe we can have you back on. And Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. So All right. uh, we thank you. Yes, thanks a lot, Raquel. Bye. Thank you, guys. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was Raquel Pomplin. Uh, 2013 Playmate of the Year. She's off. Okay. Man, sure. Okay. All right, well, I, I, she went over an hour, so let's just wind this down completely. Uh, if you haven't already, what? You, 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 you speak very well during these things. I, I'm a stuttering boob on here. Oh, I'm so a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit there I'm and, a master. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know what, this is one of my best ones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It was one of your I'm best. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You only said like I said about four times. Four so times, so Ooh, that, hey. The Jesse Little one was fucking forty. Yeah. Holy well, fucking Christ! The over under. I win on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm know. taking that. I'm taking that. Uh, All right. Check to the bank. So. All right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC. I'm four beers deep. Raquel Pomplin, thank you very much for joining us and Bulls in the Ring. Um, and, uh, is there anything you'd like to add, Tom? I'm gonna say, you know, the nervousness looking at the king and then l- looking at the nervousness of, uh, Raquel, definitely different. So that's what got us, uh, I think, a little bit, a little bit shaky here, if you will. Uh, we've, we've moved up. We've <laughs> gone, we've, we've, <laughs> we've gone from interviewing the king to interviewing her. So we've, we're moving up in this yeah. world. 
Yeah. We're moving up. Alright, well, again, Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC. And, uh, I, for Joe and for me. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>